0: Be encouraged. Welcome to a podcast centered around being encouraged, being an encouragement to someone, and being encouraged, replacing fear with unwavering trust. I hope you are encouraged today by a message from Michelle Reynolds. No matter what phase you are in in life, you can be encouraged in Christ. Hi, you guys. Welcome back. Um, Today, I just kind of want to talk to you or talk to myself about what does it mean to be still? You know, all throughout my house, I have little reminders, especially in my closet where I spend most of my time. Um, I have a lot of reminders to replace negative thoughts. So I have words of affirmation to help keep my mind focused. And one of the things that I've been having for years is a little wooden, um, it was a home decor piece. And I can't even remember who I got it from or how long I've been having it. But it's so old that the wood has faded and the letters were so light that I went in with a marker and I retraced over the letters because it was a good reminder for me. And it says, be still. And I often have to remind myself that being still is a choice. Being still is an action, just like being active is an action. And I think sometimes for me personally, it's so hard um, at one point, let me not say now, but at one point it used to be so much harder than it is for me now to just be still. And I think that the problem was, is that I was trusting in myself. I was relying on my own abilities to get stuff done versus sitting back and saying, okay, Lord, you're in control of this. So do whatever it is that you want to do and do it whenever you want to do it. Now, it's not always that easy, especially when it's something that is of extreme importance. I can, it is very difficult to sit back and just sit on my hands and not do nothing, but I learned the value of sometimes it is so important to just sit still. And when you're being still, it's a difference between being still And not doing anything. So I'm not saying that you have to just lay around on a sofa and expect things to happen. But then there are moments where I just sit and pray. So I'm sitting, I'm being still, I'm not being active, but I'm not doing nothing. You know, and I think that it's so important that we get the the value in that to know the difference between being still and just not doing nothing. Right now in my life, there are some things happening and God is doing some things and he is growing me and, and I see it, you know, he's, he's not making me, um, there are certain things that he is keeping me from seeing. And and there are certain things that I just don't understand. And then there are things that he's revealing to me that I can't act on, that I can't move forward and do, but that's okay with me. Like I'm okay because I see his word coming to pass. So even though I know that he's doing something, even though I don't know when he's going to do it or how he's doing it, I know that right now I'm in a season of just being still. And that's okay with me. And I think that we all need to learn the value of just being still and really just getting in his presence and saying, okay, Lord, you have me stopped. I can't move on this. I can't act on this. So what do you want me to do? Do you want me just to sit and be still and pray and talk to you and meditate on your word? You know, and we know those moments. We know the moments when we're supposed to be still. Everything within us, the Holy Spirit within us confirms to us that you should be doing absolutely nothing besides being still and in the presence of God. And I think that we're so used to getting stuff done and wanting things to happen because we know that they're supposed to be going the way we think it should go. And we tend to want to get ahead of God. There are several times throughout scripture where God has given someone a promise. God has told them that he was going to do something through them and for them. And they believed that promise. But instead of just waiting for God's time and when things seemed like it wasn't going to work out the way God promised, they got ahead of God's time. They wanted to rush the process. And there were consequences after that. For example, Abraham and Sarah. God promised them that they would have their own son, that Abraham would have an heir. Well, it didn't happen when Sarai and Abraham thought that it should happen. So Sarai gave her husband to another woman. And then that woman conceived of a child. And then that child, and then Sarai's child that God actually provided for her after he promised that he would, ended up being enemies against each other. Their descendants ended up being enemies against each other. So... We can end up causing more harm than good when we rush and get ahead of God. So if God has you in a season where you can't do anything, even though you want to do something, you can't do it, it's obstacles. Or even if you force it, be aware, be alert, because it's going to be consequences. It's better for you to sit back and wait and be obedient to God and follow his instructions versus us going and doing things our way and then causing more havoc than what we really were supposed to endure. Causing more unrest and not having peace in our current situation because we rushed ahead of God. So for example, back to Abraham and Sarai. Sarai gave her husband to this woman because she wanted a child. Well, when God eventually did bless her with the child, there was so much confusion and so much discomfort between her and Hagar, Hagar, The woman that she forced on her husband, that she wasn't really able to enjoy the season that she was in because there was friction. There was confrontation in a season where she was supposed to be waiting and having peace. She was in. She ended up dealing with frustration and confusion and and insecurities and all these different things when really and truly she wasn't supposed to endure that. She was just supposed to wait. She was just supposed to be still. And I think that it's important that I really emphasize that be still, if God is causing you to a season to where you can't do what you shouldn't be doing besides just trusting him and being in his presence, it's a purpose for that time. It's a person it's a purpose for that season, and I think that we all have to do a better job of really looking at what is the purpose of the season. what is God doing? right now like and it, and I'm so guilty of this myself too but every day I'm talking to somebody or every day I'm on social media is oh 2020 is the worst year 2020 is this, and I hate 2020. I'm ready to get back to normal. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm so guilty of saying the same exact thing. I'm definitely one of those people who say, I just can't wait to get back to some type of normalcy. And then each time I say it, or when I sit back and I think about it, I'm I'm sitting there asking myself, what is it that God is doing in 2020? What is it that he is forcing us to wait on? What is it that he is forcing us to sit back and be still in doing? Because God, this this did not catch God by surprise. 2020 did not bombard God with overwhelming emotions like it did us. It did not catch him by surprise again. It did not throw him off track like it did us. He intentionally was aware. He, he's all-knowing. So I guess intentionally aware is not the best way to say that. But he is omniscient omnipotent. He is omnipotent. Uh Oh my goodness, y'all. I can barely speak this morning. But he is all knowing, okay? He is all seeing. He is all being. He is everything. He is I am. So this did not catch him by surprise. Why are we rushing his timing for 2020 to be over? Like I see people put I can't wait for 2020 to get here. I'm going to yell out Jamunji to get out this game. Oh, I can't wait for 2020 to be over. I'm going to stay up until midnight just to see the year end. Like all this different stuff. Who's to say that when we go into 2021, it's not going to be worse than 2020? Who's to say that while we're in 2021... Who's to say we're even going to make it to a 2021? And I'm not prophesying and saying that Jesus is coming back and the world is going to end. But my point is, we're all so wrapped up in getting out of 2020. We're all so wrapped up in making these plans for 2021. Like everybody's planning their vacations that they missed for 2020. All of this good stuff, but nobody even knew that this would be our 2020. So how do we know that our 2021 is going to be different? You know, so these are moments where you just be still, Just be still, like stop trying to figure out what God is doing and trust him. Because everybody right now has so much unrest, so much lack of peace and so much worry and concern. And God is saying that be still. Be like, be okay with just being still, but we can't be still if we don't trust him. Be still and know that I am the Lord. You can't just be still and think that you're going to have that presence of God or that peace of God if you're not intentionally seeking it. So when I'm being still, I'm intentionally, I'm intentionally seeking his word. I'm intentionally being in prayer. I'm intentionally looking for what he's trying to tell me. I'm not just sitting on the sofa watching TV. So I want you to make sure you get that. Be still. Like, just be still go and sit down get in his presence and ask him for the peace that you're lacking ask him for the confidence that you're missing ask him for the directions and the steps that you need to be taken get in his presence but be still there are moments where you just have to be still gosh i sound like a broken record and i think that this is for me you know even if it's not for you it is definitely a reminder for me to just be still to not feel like I have to be doing something all the time. you know. Right now, I'm recording this podcast a lot later than what I usually would because I I wanted to sleep. Every morning I get up at 3, 3.45, and I'm okay with that because it really gives me that I choose to do that because it gives me that intimate time with God before my kids wake up, before I'm doing anything. So I love getting up early in the morning. But then sometimes God has to show me, Michelle, you need to rest. You need to take a day and sleep, or you need to take a day and just be still. So when the more we get in his presence, the more we spend time with him, the more he reveals to us and show us when to sleep late, when to get up early, when to be still and when to act you know, but you have to know God, you have to get in his presence in order to get that instruction and that wisdom. Because if not, again, we're going to be making decisions and making choices apart from what he actually wants. And then we're going to have to deal with the consequences of that. So I know that I've been talking for a good bit and I haven't really gotten into the scripture other than describing to you about Abraham and Sarah. I want to read with you some scripture that I just pulled up. I went to, um, I went to the Bible app on my phone and I just pulled up be still. Like I typed in be still and several verses came up and I put it in a new international version. And the first one is Exodus 14, 14. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Like for that to be the first verse to come up really confirmed for me that (laughs) this battle is not mine. I don't have to go out and fight these giants. I don't have to go out and attack every problem that comes up against me. I just need to only be still and the Lord is fighting for me. I don't have to use all my energy to fix this situation or to change this problem or attack this issue because the Lord is already doing it. There's a scripture that says, uh, where is it, Michelle? Think. Oh, goodness. I'm trying to think of where the scripture is found, but there's a scripture that says, um, oh, that's, that's so sad. That is, <laughs> that's crazy. The fact that it popped up in my head and went away. Okay. Anyway, I'm gonna keep going and then hopefully I can remember what I was talking about. But anyway, back in the scripture, it says in Zechariah 2, 13, be still before the Lord, all mankind, because he has roused himself from his holy dwelling, Psalms 46:10. This is the one that I have in my um, closet. He says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. So when God is having us be still and he's working things out on our core, it's for his glory. It's for people to sit back and see him working on in us through us, And then he'll be glorified as a result of that because people can see that, man, God is really doing a work in that person's life. And then he's glorified. He's exalted because of that. We're not supposed to be wanting the glory and seeking that um, exaltation. We're supposed to be reflecting that light back onto God. And that was a lesson that I had to learn. But be still and know that I am the Lord. Know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Nehemiah eight eleven. be still for this is a holy day do not grieve alas sword of the Lord how long till you rest return to your sheath cease and be still psalms 37 7 be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him do not fret when people succeed in their ways when they carry out their wicked schemes y'all I can go on and on Mark 4 and 39, he got up, rebuked the wind and said to the waves, quiet, be still. Then the wind died down and it was completely calm. Proverbs 9, 9, instruct the wise and they will be wiser still. Teach the righteous and they will add to their learning. So there are several verses in scripture that constantly tell us to just be still, to, to just be still. And if you are a Christian, if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, one of the biggest things that I have learned is that if you are going to say that you are a Christian and a follower of Christ, you actually have to put into practice his word. You actually have to live out what his word teaches, because if not, you're just a social Christian. You're a person that claims to be a Christian because it's socially accepted by the people that you surround yourself by or you're a christian because that's what you were instructed to do as a youth that's all you know that's your environment that's how you grew up but to really be a follower of christ to really be a believer in jesus christ not in what he did on the cross but to believe in him means to obey his word to put into practice what he teaches faith is action so if your faith is in jesus christ then your actions should be what Jesus Christ teaches to be a Christian, to be a disciple is to be a student of Jesus Christ, to learn from him. It means to follow him, to follow his lead and to trust him. It means to be an apprentice, to allow him to teach you what to do and then for you to go out and do that thing. So I really want us to sit back and think about that. You know, be still because his word tells us to be still. There's a time to act and then there's a time to be still. Um, Y'all, I still haven't been able to figure out what it was that I was about to tell you. It kind of slipped my mind, but I guess it wasn't meant for me to say it at this time. (laughs) Um, I'm going to go ahead and close us in prayer, y'all. That's all I have for us today. And I hope that you receive something from this. Okay, let's pray. Father God, thank you so much. Thank you for just being the God that you are, Father God. Thank you for loving us. And thank you for giving us the gift of grace and the gift of salvation. Help us to show you gratitude as a result of receiving that gift that you've given to us, Father God. Help us to not feel like we have to work at perfection. Or help us to not feel like we have to work at even getting salvation from you, Father God. Help us to see that you are fighting on our behalf and you are already going before us, Father God. You are already paving the way for us. And I thank you for that, God. I thank you that you have already done what it is that you said that you were going to do and I thank you that we just have to be obedient and follow and wait for your timing Father God. Lord, I just thank you again for being who you are. In Jesus name I pray. Amen. All right. So, before I end, I just realized what I wanted to say. In Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10, it says that God has already created good works for us in advance, meaning that God has already done what it is that he wants to do in our life. We just have to be obedient and follow his instructions and walk the path that he has already laid out before us. So when there are times where we just have to be still, it's because God is still going ahead of us and working things out. So that way we just need to walk in obedience. So um, I just wanted to share that with you. It came back to my mind in prayer. But y'all have a good day. Love you. Thanks for listening. We hope this message encourages you today. Please share and come back next week for another episode of Be Encouraged.